Hello, and welcome to Poppy Approved Movies. My name is Poppy. And I'm Natalie. In our podcast, we review and critique my favorite PG-13 movies. Movies that I wasn't allowed to watch until I turned 13. Every week, Natalie and I will watch a new PG-13 movie. And I'll see if Poppy's movies live up to the hype. Which, of course, they will. Today, we're going to be watching A Man Called Otto. Before we begin, there will be spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie and don't want it to be spoiled, press pause and come back when you're finished. Before we begin with a recap, we want to issue a content warning. This movie has many mature themes, specifically suicide. This episode is definitely not for the little ones. Suicide is a very serious topic and we want to be respectful to our listeners. If this topic makes you uncomfortable, please stop the pod now and catch us next week. All right. Now, Fafi, tell me the deets on this movie. A Man Called Otto came out in 2022 with a runtime of 2 hours and 6 minutes. It's streaming on Netflix. It was written by Hans Holm and David McGee, based on the novel by Frederick Backman, and directed by Mark Forster. The main stars are Tom Hanks, Mariana Trevino, and Rachel Keller. Fun fact, this movie was a suggestion from my best friend Eric. It's also the first time on the podcast that we're watching a movie that I haven't seen before. It's all a sham. It's not Poppy approved anymore. No, I guess it's Eric approved. The show is called He Eric took approved over movies. the show. Yeah, so um, when it comes time to actually do ratings, I will also be rating it too. So I will go. I will ask you. Okay, sounds good. All right, so what do you think, Nat? Well, I thought it was pretty cool. It was really sad, though. Like, a very emotional movie. Like, I don't think you would watch that, like, all the time. Like, you're like, oh, my God, I want to watch this movie. It's one of my favorites. Like, you wouldn't <laughs> do like that. Yeah. yeah I think you, you would just be like, you'd have to, like, have a day to watch it. Like, you wouldn't just randomly be like, I feel like watching this movie right now. Yeah. Just because it's so emotional. Yeah, there's a few movies like that in time where you watch once and then you're like, yeah, I don't know if I want to watch it again, you know. And it's a great movie, I think, personally, but I don't know if I would ever want to watch it, like, multiple times again and again, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure. Just because it is so sad. What do you rate it? I give it five stars. <laughs> five stars? You did really like it, huh? I did really like it. I thought it was a really pretty storyline, too. Excellent. Especially with, like, all the family coming in, kind of, like, almost saving his life. Yeah, literally. They're saving his life, right? Yeah. So what did you think, Poppy? I'm going to give it at the end. Okay. So I want to I hear all your thoughts and your ideas, and then I'll give you my opinion about it. All right? Mm-hmm. So why don't we get into the recap? Okay. The movie begins with Otto at a hardware store buying some rope. He gets into it with a cashier and store manager for their store policy, calling them idiots. He does not want an extra foot of rope. Yeah, he, he, wanted, two yard, he wanted five feet of rope, not six feet. But they sold it by the yard. So he, he was upset that they charged him for two yards. So yeah. and the guy behind him was willing to pay for it too. He didn't he didn't want to he just wanted him to leave, right? Yeah, because he just wanted to get his stuff checked out. <laughs> yeah. The next morning he gets up and starts to make his rounds. His rounds consist of checking everyone's parking permit, that the street gates are closed, and that the recycling is done correctly. He's grumpy and calls his neighbors idiots. Everybody who's walking by calls them idiots. It's his favorite word in the movie, right? Yeah. He goes to work, 
and he has a retirement party. Seems like it was a forced retirement. They make him a cake with his face on it, and as they're cutting it, he just leaves. He <laughs> just doesn't even have any cake. He just goes I on. have always thought that's like so aggressive when someone gets like an edible image of their face on like a cake, and then it's like getting cut in half. It's <laughs> such like that. an aggressive moment. <laughs> I guess, because I think the guy said, do you want a piece of your face or your head or something like that, right? Yeah. No, but they started cutting, and they cut, like, through the middle, which is a weird way to cut a cake, and they, like, cut it down the middle of his face. Yeah. It was so funny. I think they did that for effect, right? Yeah. Nobody cuts a cake right down the middle like that, right? But still, like, just imagine you're at your birthday party, and someone starts, like, cutting into your face, even if it's, like, getting cut the right way. That's so weird. Back home, Otto gets on the phone and starts canceling all his utilities. Then he calmly dresses in a suit and puts a quarter in his pocket. With the rope, he makes a noose and hangs it from the living room ceiling. He's about to hang himself when he sees his neighbors across the street unable to park their U-Haul. He's furious, and he interrupts his suicide to go and yell at them. This is why he like didn't need that extra foot of rope, but then in my mind he's like, if you were going to kill yourself anyways, you wouldn't matter about the money. Right. Marisol is helping her husband, Tony, park the U-Haul. They are Otto's new neighbors. Otto yells at them and parks the U-Haul for them. He meets their two daughters, Abby and Luna. Real quick, Sarah, they're in the car when Mm -hmm. he gets in. Yeah. And, like, they just let him get in the car. No, they're, like, so okay with it. Yeah. They're like, oh, hi, nice to meet. And he's like, oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. No, but I'm saying, like, they, he said, okay, I'll park the car. And they're like, okay, thank you. But their kids are in the car. (laughs) He they trusts his matter. neighbor they never met before, who's super grumpy and calls them idiots. What if he like drove off, drove off with his children? That's exactly right. You're not gonna let just anybody get in the car with your kids. So, after that, he goes home and he attempts the noose again. When Mari and Tony knock on the door, they bring him food to thank him for helping with the U-Haul. Then they ask for an Allen wrench. Allen wrench. An Allen wrench, not an Alvin wrench. Yeah. Otto goes home and slips the noose on and hangs from it. His life flashes before his eyes. He sees his deceased wife, Sonia. Suddenly, the bolt holding the noose breaks and he falls down. He sees an ad that has a sale for flowers. He goes to the store, buys them, and then he takes them to his wife's grave. Like, what a change, right? Yeah. He's like, at that point, he's like, well, I might as well get some flowers and yeah. <laughs> see my... He's like, I guess I might as well. What a waste of a sale, you know? Yeah, for real. That night, Otto dreams of the first time he met Sonia. He's taking a train and sees a young woman on the other platform dropping her book. He runs to that platform, gets the book, and goes to return it to her. On the train, the ticket person comes and checks his ticket and realizes that Otto is on the wrong train. He has to pay and doesn't have enough money. Sonia gives him some change to pay the balance, and he keeps the change. The quarter is the same one that he has in his pocket when he tried to hang himself. His lucky quarter. What was the year on it? 1964. 1964. Yeah. The next day is business as usual. He does his rounds and yells at a real estate representative for going around the gate. They are buying out everyone in the neighborhood to build new condos. He even helps out a frozen cat that Jimmy, a kind neighbor, ends up taking home. I know. It was scary. I thought he was dead. Yeah, me too. Well, it was a stray cat that he was like growling at throughout the beginning of the movie. He doesn't like that cat. I know, that cat's a little menace. <laughs> yeah. Later, Mari and Tony go to Otto's house and ask for a ladder. Then Anita, another neighbor, asks for help with her radiator. Anita and her husband, Ruben, were once good friends with Otto and Sonia. But something happened. 
Ruben is now sick and catatonic. Later, Otto still goes over to their house to help him with a radiator. Otto now attempts suicide with a hose from his exhaust pipe. He begins the process and starts falling asleep. He has another flashback of Sonia and their first date. They go out to dinner and he only has enough money to buy just a little bit of food. When she asks why he didn't order an entree, he admits he is poor and that he has no job. His father just died and he wasn't accepted into the army because he has sickness. She kisses him anyways. Just as Otto was about to die, Marty slams on the garage door. He disconnects the hose and goes to her. She needs a ride to the hospital because Tony fell off the ladder. I think he broke his leg, right? I think that's yeah. What and it's like a tall house, too. Yeah, it's a second story. Otto takes her and the girls to the hospital. Marty tells Otto that he smiles like her dad. He says he wasn't smiling. And she says exactly. It's funny. It's like, oh, my dad doesn't smile. Yeah. And this is, I think, the first time. I like this moment. I brought it up. This is the first time that I think... Mari sees Otto like a father figure. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. like kind of like her dad because he reminds her of her dad. Although they didn't talk very much about her dad or I don't remember her talking much about her dad. No, I do wonder if he's still alive or not, but he seemed like maybe he was a cranky old guy too and so yeah. kind of reminded him. Because she didn't leave him alone. I mean, Otto's really rude to everybody and she didn't leave him alone. Like, yeah. a guy like that you stay away from. Even if she was, like, at some points getting treated pretty terribly. Yeah, like, he snaps at her a couple times, and she's like, don't snap at me. Like, why are you being so unfriendly? Like, she stood up for herself. Yeah. She's definitely a very strong character, I think, in that way, where she stood up for herself. A hundred percent, yeah. Because even with, like, him being such a strange person in her neighborhood. Yeah. But I think she saw something in him that she liked. Yeah. Maybe it reminded her of her dad, so. The next day is business as usual. And another attempt of suicide. This time Otto tries to jump in front of a train. Right before he jumps, a sick man falls down on the tracks. Otto jumps down to save him. And right when he's about to get hit by the train, he hears a voice that sounds like Sonya telling him to grab the man's hand. Which was, there was like a guy up top saying like, what are you doing? Come on. Come on, yeah. Grab my hand. That's right. The whole thing, everything from the beginning, is caught on video, and Otto is called a hero. This and makes me, that part made me feel like sick to my stomach, because in the back you hear the girls and the people being like, should we help him or should we record? And they're like, record, record. Was like, it, there was like one or the other? It was like two two girls, or like maybe it was a girl and a guy, and they were talking like, oh, we should film this, like this is going to get crazy amount of views. And then afterwards, if I'm like, today, it, when I was on my way to the train, this guy fell in, like, doing, like, a story time almost. And it, like, made uh, me sick uh. to think that, like, they weren't going to help him. They were just going to try and get views. To think that if he wasn't there, they might have even filmed him, like, getting, getting hit. hit by a train. Oh, yeah, that would be nasty. It's, the like, so is, gross to me. I thought there was going to be, when I thought him jumping on the train, you know how, like, they say the third rail has electricity or something like that? Yeah. I thought that's how he was going to kill himself. Not get hit by the train, but like fall down there, touch the third rail. But then when he jumped down there, it didn't look like there was anything like that. No. Yeah, so. It kind of grossed me out like that. Like they were just going to do that for clout and like try to get more views and whatever. Yeah, that's true. And it did go viral, right? Yeah. We find out later that it goes viral and over a million people have seen it. The next day, Jimmy brings back the cat because he's allergic and Otto takes him in. 
Poor Jimmy. Jimmy's just like a kind person. Yeah, Sophia's favorite character was Jimmy. She loved Jimmy. <laughs> he cared nice. for he cared for everyone. Like he cared for Anita and Ruben. Ruben, and he cared for Otto, and like kind of being like, "Oh, do you want to come over and eat with us?" Blah blah. blah. Like trying to include him, even though Otto was so mean to him. He was, yeah, he was terrible to him. And even that like little cat being like, "Oh, he doesn't have anywhere to go. He's gonna like die. Might as well just take him in." And he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm allergic." <laughs> yeah, allergic. So yeah, he's allergic. Has rashes all over his face and neck. Then Otto sees Malcolm, who's uh, doing deliveries of advertisements, and Otto yells at him for throwing it on the walkway. Malcolm was one of Sonia's old students. Malcolm tells Otto that she was the first person that accepted him as a transgender person. Otto warms up to him after that. Because he knows how, like, how he also kept a special place in his heart for Sonia, just like he did. That's right. Mighty begins to ask Otto for favors, like teaching her to drive and babysitting the girls. He agrees, grumpily, but he likes Mighty and her daughters. The I kids- thought that it was really cool that he taught her how to drive. But it was so funny because she was he was like, I'm going to teach you how to drive stick shift. Right, because she's wanted to learn in her car. He's like, no, you're going to learn stick shift, you're going to learn with me. He was actually really nice about it. He didn't yell at her too much. And then he just believed in her, and she was able to do it. You know. Yeah. The kids warm up to Otto as well, and they start calling him Abuelo Otto. Or Abuelo Luchador. Abuelo Luchador Otto? What was it? Abuelo Luchador? Uh-huh. That's funny. Where they call- Abuelo Otto means Grandpa Otto. Uh-huh. The next day, Sherry, a social media journalist, asked to interview Otto for her show, Everyday Heroes. The video of him rescuing the man at the train station has gone viral. He declines grumpily. The real estate agent stops by when Otto is agitated. Then the real estate agent says something about Otto and his health condition. And Otto wonders, where did he hear that from? The yeah, next- he said something like, just worry about your heart, Otto. Yeah, just worry about your heart. And Otto's like, what do you know about my heart? Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. The next day is business as usual and another attempt of suicide. This time he's going to use a shotgun. As he prepares, we see a flashback of a vacation Otto and Sonia go on to Niagara Falls. She's pregnant. On the bus, they have an accident, and she loses the baby and is paralyzed. Then a knock wakes him up from the flashback, and he shoots into the ceiling. This is the one part that I got a little scared that was actually going to happen. I mean, if you're watching the movie, you think, okay, they're not going to actually have suicide. Yeah. Maybe. And then if they're going to do it, it wouldn't be graphic, right? Because it's still PG-13. Yeah. But I was a little nervous. I was a little nervous that you guys were going to see that, so... And even, like, with him not even just killing himself, that's just still a very graphic moment, almost. Yeah. With him, like, holding the shotgun up to his, like, chin. Yeah. Yeah, it was ugly. Yeah, you're right. It's one of those things that, uh, uh, borderline PG-13 slash R movie, like, you don't have to be vulgar. I mean, there are themes that are very beyond a 13-year-old sometimes. Yeah, even though there's no blood and there's no cursing in that scene, it's still very deep and very like heavy scene you know it's funny because you talk about ratings in general and you go all right if there's two f-bombs it's rated r right yeah but you can see a person almost shoot themselves or hanging from a rope yeah you know? and suffocating right uh, yeah yeah and it's still pg-13 it's funny how what they think is appropriate appro- appropriate for a 13 year old a 13 year old in junior high here's the f-bomb four thousand times a day yeah right like, do you really think that 
two F-bombs is more heavy than a guy holding a shotgun to his face. Yeah. Like, I hear curse words all the time at school. I'm almost, like, desensitized to when people say them. Like, they don't have as much meaning anymore. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, if there's an F-bomb in the movie, we're not doing a... Not doing content warnings, for sure. The knock that wakes him up from his flashback is actually Malcolm, and he asks if he can stay the night. Otto says no, until he finds out that Malcolm's dad kicked him out for being trans. Otto calls his dad an idiot and lets him in. The one thing he lets him in, but he only lets him into his wife's room, or his wife's study. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of funny. But you would think he wouldn't let anyone go in there. Well, I don't think it was his wife's room, because obviously he's in his wife's room. No, I'm saying wife's like room. her study. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. So it's like her office or something. He wouldn't even move a coat, but he's letting someone sleep in her study. Maybe because he was connected to her in some way. Yeah. I, I thought about that, kind of like, whoa, that's weird. I would let him stay downstairs, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think it was mainly because that was the only room open and downstairs, like, everything was going on from before. Oh, maybe. Oh, that's right. All the plastic and stuff. And remember, he moved the shotgun in time, but he did accidentally shoot it, and the bullet went into the wall. Went to the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. So the ceiling was still messed up, and, like, there was all the saran wrap, or I guess whatever plastic that was, and it was, like, all a mess from what he was doing previously. Maybe. Yeah, maybe he didn't want him to see all that stuff. Yeah. Anyways, Otto goes on his rounds the next morning, and Jimmy tells him that Chris, Anita and Ruben's son... Sold their house right from under them. Otto decides to act and needs Maddie's help. He admits everything to her, including the suicide attempts. And why his phone is disconnected. Yeah, it was with the point that I can't use your phone. Why can't you use your phone? Because I disconnected it because I'm trying to kill myself. Yeah. Although he said at that point, like, I'm done with that. I'm not going to do it anymore. Anyways, the real estate agent comes in to evict Anita and Ruben. But Otto, with the help of Sherry in her Everyday Heroes show, uncover the real estate company's corruption and their illegal access to their medical records. The real estate agent leaves, and Anita and Ruben get to stay in their house. I think this is also terrible that Chris, their son, would do that to them, especially when they're struggling with like how Ruben's getting sick and Anita's getting sicker. Chris, I don't know, he hasn't seen them in 10 years, which is a big problem. Yeah. He hasn't talked to him in 10 years? Like, you gotta call him on the phone, right? Or if your parents are struggling, wouldn't you just go see him? Even yeah. if you live far away, so. Or even just a call. Alright, anyway, so they get to keep their house. Otto is sick with the same disease that killed his father. His heart is too big, which was a really funny joke, because he's such a grumpy old man. And even Marisol was, like, laughing super hard when I he got a hard so laugh. <laughs> Yeah, she laughed really hard about it. That's funny. He spends the next four years being Abuelo Otto for Mari and her family, including their newborn son, Marco. He gives Malcolm his car and buys a new truck that he can use to take out the family. At the end of the movie, Mari finds Otto dead in his bed of natural causes. He didn't actually commit suicide. And he leaves a letter. I thought he just died because of his disease. Yeah, yeah, from his disease, yeah. But I'm saying he he didn't do it himself. Yeah. They showed a scene, though, like, where he was having trouble with his heart and that he, like, kind of sat down in the bed and then they flashed to the family. Yeah. I and mean, I think all... that was maybe him. I don't know if it was a heart attack, but something to do with his heart. Yeah. I think the whole, because of his heart disease. Yeah. There's a long name of it. I didn't write it down because 
I don't even know if I can pronounce it properly, but yeah. but I think he they he dies and then you see a flashback of all the times he spent with the family. Yeah. I mean I, I, I told it in a different order just to do it chronologically, but yeah. in the credits they show him, you know, being there when Marco was born and when the baby and all these things. So anyway, so they read the letter and in it it says that all the money that he has is theirs, which is enough for the kids. Which is enough for the kids' colleges. Especially since, yeah, because it has to be a lot because he wouldn't spend it on very much. He wouldn't even take f- five feet of rope or whatever many no, rope. Exactly. And I remember when he was about to kill himself the first time, he was calling the guy right before he canceled his phone to try and get a refund on the gas that he put in his car. So he was definitely very, like, cheap with <laughs> yeah. things. Well, yeah, I would say so. Like, I mean, he, I, I would say he was very cheap because even... He could have bought his wife flowers anytime, but he only when he saw the ad that was on sale for a bouquet of flowers did he go to the store to buy them. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> just funny. Anyway, so he has enough money for their kids' colleges. And they, and then they also get the house. He ends up giving them their house. And he leaves his truck to Mari, but only she can drive it because she's not an idiot. The end. All right. I think he did start kind of letting go of a few things at the end too of like Sonia's thing did they pack up the clothes in the they front? did yeah so they there was did. a scene where Marty asked to help if she if he needed help to pack the stuff up and he was like no leave me alone stop talking yeah. to me but then eventually they helped clean up that house wait I think Marty's dad did die because they were talking about like maybe it was Marty's mom or Marty's dad died that like oh when my dad died I packing up his stuff was like kind of emotional, oh, but it yeah, helped that's me. Right. It helped me get through. Yeah, yeah. I think it. Did I don't remember if it was a mom or dad, but yeah. But he gave, he packed up those clothes, and he also gave that new that crib that they were going to use for their own son, Sonia and his son, right? To Marco. All right. So, what did you think, Dad? <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was a really good movie. There was only a couple things that I didn't like. Tom Hanks, great actor. Forrest Gump himself, you know what I mean? I was going to say that this is kind of like an emotional movie like Forrest Gump. And how it's like these both very emotional movies that I rated five stars when usually my other five stars are like very goofy movies. I know. I know, right? And he's a good actor, so I really liked him. I liked the family. I liked Marisol. I thought she was great. I thought she was a strong woman who wasn't going to take crap from anybody, especially yeah. from a grumpy old man. She also often defended her husband, like, and he was an idiot, right? Like, so yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, to to him, he was an idiot, and of course, he didn't know the name of an Allen wrench, and he didn't know how to not fall down a ladder. <laughs> I don't know if that makes him an idiot, but definitely to him. The one problem that I had with the movie, my biggest problem, was kind of the the way the suicide's portrayed as kind of like a little bit of a joke. Not so much that they're like, oh, he's going to commit suicide, but it's like. Uh, try number one. Oh, I didn't get it. Try number two. Try number three. So I think it's a bit of a, a deep topic. It's a bit of a, a serious situation, you know. And I think the way they did that to me, I, I didn't like it. I just thought if he was thinking of committing suicide, it was always being interrupted. Kind of like a like the villain is spoiling his plan every time. Yeah. Then he ends up trying it different ways, which tells me like, it was more for like a cinematic situation. So yeah. now we can see it 
part one, we tried it with the noose, right? Hanging. Part two, we tried it this way. Part three, we tried it this way. That's the only thing I didn't like. Uh, the rest of the movie was great. It was emotional, but at the same time, I watching emotional movies are good. But when they try to be overly emotional just to get your like heartstrings, you know? Yeah. I'm not a big fan, but I thought that this movie wasn't necessarily like that. So, what's your rating then? I would give it a 4.5. Still very high score, obviously. Yeah, still very high score. But I just because of the not taking suicide as serious as I think it should be taken. Yeah. You know, so. Good job, Eric. You did a good job giving us a movie. You told me to watch it with my girls. Um, I think you crushed them because they ended up crying a lot. Literally traumatized. <laughs> yeah, you traumatized my family. But I know you love us, so it's okay. All right. Does it pass the Bechdel test? Um, no, it actually does. It does not. <laughs> There's not even... Yeah, good. So let's go over the Bechdel test. So it can be made today, obviously, but it still doesn't pass the Bechdel test. I know. It's true. It's true. It's really a journey about this one man, but they could have had other things, right? Plus, there's many women in his life during the movie. Well, let's go over it. Bechdel test is a test to check for female representation in movies. has three criteria. First one is, are there more than one named or featured female characters? Yes, there is Marisol, there's Anita, their neighbor, and then there's Sonia. All right. Part two of the Bechdel test is, do they ever talk to each other? Yes. So the two girls talk to each other. And then I feel like Marisol. Yeah, Marisol definitely has talked to her daughters during the movie. Uh And then I don't know about the other characters. Right. Yeah. Sonia's obviously in a flashback, so she's not talking about to any of the newer characters. Yeah. Yeah. I the only thing is all right. Anyway, so let's get to the third one. So the third one: Do they ever talk to each other about other than a man? I don't think so. I know that the little girls they only talk to each other when Otto was in the room, like when he was babysitting them. He was there, obviously, and they were talking. When they were in the hospital and he was in the waiting room with them, they were talking to each other. But he was all. They were also kind of talking to him. Yeah. And. And like when the clown came in, because there was like a scene where a clown came in. I cut in. the whole clown scene out. It's a funny scene, but he borrows his quarter, the quarter that he got from Sonia. Yeah. Uh, and then he doesn't get it returned. And so he gets upset. And I think he punches the clown, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. And then he gets the, the coin back. And then he gets the quarter back. So he ends up with a quarter. He does yeah. have it at the end. And it's in the, it's in the letter. It's in the yeah. letter at the end of the movie. Yeah, but the point is that they were like asking him like, oh... Do you have a quarter? Like, can we, can we, please, 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 can we, can you do a trick for us? And blah, blah, blah. All right. So whether we find the little four second conversation they had, still not enough, right? Definitely not enough for, for to pass the Bechdel test. So no passing the Bechdel test. All right. Anything else? Nope. Thank you for tuning in to Poppy Approved Movies. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. We put out an episode every Monday. If you want to suggest a movie for us to watch and critique, email us at poppyapprovedmovies at gmail.com. That's- and you too can take over our podcast. <laughs> well, hopefully I've watched it before. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's poppyapprovedmovies at gmail.com. No spaces, no caps. We'll try our best to get to your suggestions. And remember, it has to be PG-13. Next week, we're watching Serenity, so I hope you join us. I'm Poppy. And I'm Natalie. See you next time. Bye!